Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 283, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Every life experience is unique and comes with its own set of challenges that offer us insights on how to navigate our lives a bit better each day. However, we don't always take advantage of this. Instead, we keep on following practices that might be doing more harm than good in the long run. Even though these aren't radical revelations that I'll be sharing today, more like tasty reminders of how we should live our lives, sometimes even common knowledge needs to be reiterated in order for us to actually put them into practice. So, what are these pieces of life advice that most fail to take seriously? And how can we start putting this advice 
into practice. Number one, don't make decisions when you're angry. Anger clouds our judgment. Anger makes it extremely difficult to think rationally. When we're angry, we allow our emotions to take control, which means we act impulsively or make decisions that we later regret. All of this means that we choose to focus on the negative aspects of a situation. And when this happens, we overlook important details or alternative perspectives. So, how can we avoid making decisions when we're angry? Take a break or sleep on it. This is one of the most important rules that I've implemented in my life. If anything elicits the feeling of anger, I pause. We need to step away from the situation and give ourselves time to cool down. There's a wise saying that I've shared before, but it bears repeating. Psychologist and Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl said it best. Between the stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. In other words, having habitual automatic reactions to difficult events is not a helpful way to respond. We need to choose a helpful response rather than reacting automatically. A great practice to deploy to achieve this is something called a mindful pause. This creates a moment of pause between a stimulus and a response. And this pause gives us the space to see a situation clearly and choose a response rather than automatically reacting with our ingrained patterns that may not serve us, those around us, or the situation. This puts us back in the driver's seat of choice and control. Number two, be yourself. So many people suffer because they feel pressure to be something that they're not. And this pressure originates from many different areas. We can feel this pressure from our parents, our peers, our coworkers, our friends, our spouse, or just even society. The danger in allowing this pressure to persuade us is that we live a life that is fitted for someone else's happiness and needs. And when this happens, we lose ourselves. We become depressed and we start to feel isolated. When all of this happens, we struggle to understand our own self-image. Our self-image is not what the world has told us. Our own self-image is the mental picture we have of ourselves. It's what we see when we look in a mirror. There are really three elements of our self-image. The first is the way we perceive or think of ourselves. The second is the way we interpret others' perceptions or what we think others think of us. And the third is the way we would like to be, also known as our ideal self. It's critical 
that we analyze and understand what this self-image looks like. Because having a distorted self-image means that we have a view of ourselves that is not based in reality. We all have slight variations and detachments from reality. When our self-image is greatly detached from reality, it can cause serious emotional and psychological problems. Not accepting ourselves is a habit that suffocates the opportunity to lean into our authenticity and use our uniqueness to shimmy us closer to happiness. Accept yourself for who you are. Because that unique you is the only one in existence. The critical takeaway is this. Be yourself. Be yourself because being something else will make you miserable as hell. Number three, don't sweat the small stuff. I love this advice because it is this advice that can truly lead to a happy life. This is a matter of choosing our battles accordingly. We need to have the ability to let the small crap go. It's interesting. It's only when we realize what big things are, like death, decline in health, and so on, that we wish we focused on the right things. When we hold onto the small stuff and drama of life, we are depleting our energy and resources. And when this happens, it leaves us feeling exhausted and drained. This ultimately means that we struggle to tackle the bigger challenges in life, which means we are doing ourselves the greatest disservice. We are robbing ourselves of the opportunity to hurdle that which can propel us to success rather than focusing on greatness. We decide to focus on mediocrity, which means we always live a small life. If we want a big life, we need to focus on big things. Number four, know your worth. When we know our worth, we don't put up with things that devalue us. And this knowledge is extremely valuable because it sets the foundation for what we're willing to put up with in relationships, our job, and in life. Knowing our worth has the ability to protect us from a lot of life's struggles if we are consistent with our boundaries around that self-worth. So, you may be wondering, what are some things I can start today that will help me understand and build a sense of self-worth? We should reflect on our strengths and accomplishments. We should take the time to consider what we are good at and the things we have achieved, whether they are big or small. We should recognize and celebrate our own success. Another tactic, practice self-compassion. We should be kind and understanding towards ourselves, especially in times of failure or disappointment. We should remind ourselves that everyone makes mistakes and that we are only human. 
Next, engage in self-discovery. We can get to know ourselves better by exploring our values, interests, and goals. And we can become an explorer of this new terrain by spending time alone and reflecting on what is important to us. Lastly, learn to set healthy boundaries. We need to learn to say no to things that don't align with our values or that make us feel uncomfortable. We need to communicate our needs and stand up for ourselves in situations where our boundaries are being violated. When we have a strong sense of self-worth, we are building a buffer against negative self-talk and feelings of insecurity. And this can help to protect our mental health. Number five, it's okay to ask for help. We've all been guilty of this. We've all struggled to ask for help. This type of behavior is so prevalent, in fact, that only a quarter of Americans are willing to ask for help before tackling something new. A new survey asked 2,000 Americans at what point they ask for help when starting something new and how they rely on their support system in life. And their survey revealed that 73% don't ask for help before they absolutely need it. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Half of respondents wait to ask for help until it starts to become too overwhelming. 8% ask when it's too late and they can't continue. And 13% say they never ask for help at all. Only 27% of Americans ask for guidance before they start something new. The survey also found that 53% feel held back from achieving certain goals in their lives because they try to go at it alone. So why are we so hesitant to ask for help? Well, for a variety of reasons, some may feel embarrassed or ashamed to ask for help. Some feel that they should be able to handle the problem on their own. Some fear rejection or believe that others will judge them negatively. Some view it as a sign of weakness. So how can we overcome these fears and insecurities? First, we need to reframe the way we think about asking for help. Instead of viewing it as a sign of weakness, we should consider it a sign of strength and a way to improve the situation. In a similar vein, we need to practice self-compassion, which we talked about a little bit earlier. We need to be kind and understanding with ourselves when we need help and avoid self-criticism. Next, Build a support network. We should surround ourselves with people we trust and feel comfortable asking for help. Along with this means we should also communicate openly and honestly, meaning when we're asking for help, we should be clear about what we need and why we need it. Lastly, we need to understand that it is normal to need help and that everyone needs it at some point in their lives. Ask for help 
and ask for help early. Number six, who you marry is one of the most important decisions you'll make. If you take anything away from today's episode, take away this point. Scott Galloway said it best. What's the most important decision you'll make in your life? Most of my kids think it's where they live or where they're going to work. Or if they go into an industry, that's on the upswing or the downswing. No, it's not. The most important decision you'll make in your life, hands down, is not where you work. It's not your cohort. It's who you partner with the rest of your life, specifically your spouse. I have a lot of friends who are very successful in every exterior dimension, and they don't have a real partner in their spouse. And it makes the downtimes tougher, and it makes the upside less enjoyable. Whereas I have a lot of friends who aren't successful in traditional metrics, but they have a real partner in their spouse, and it just makes everything burn a little brighter. Finding our lifetime partner is the most critical decision any of us will ever make. We see this person almost every day of our lives. We spend the most time with this person. Our financial future is also largely impacted by this person. If this is all true, then we should find someone uplifting, supportive, and compatible. The most important decision in our lives is not what we do, but who we do it with. Number seven, the best time to start is now. I don't care what it is that you're thinking about doing, writing a book, eating healthier, starting a side hustle, getting more sleep, investing your money, starting a podcast, whatever it is, do yourself a huge favor. Start it right now. Start today. Time gets away from us very quickly. We blink and a year has passed. Before we know it, 20 years has passed and we didn't do the things that we wanted to do. And when this happens, our bag of regrets gets heavier and heavier. Momentum is what we need to think of anytime we hesitate to start anything. When we start now, it allows us to build momentum. And this inertia is what allows us to make progress towards our goals. And this has a compounding effect. It provides us with greater data, which means we make better decisions, which means we build greater confidence. This leads to advancing towards things we never thought we could march towards or that we thought we were worthy enough to take on. All of this funnels into taking advantage of opportunity. And seizing these opportunities means living in a zone of exponential growth. Number eight, the best revenge is living well. It is extremely common for most people to struggle with feelings of resentment and anger. There's a fitting saying here. Anger is something you carry for someone else's mistakes. In other words, 
Instead of seeking revenge or retaliation for a perceived wrongdoing, we should focus on improving our own life and happiness. This tactic is much more effective in achieving true satisfaction and inner peace when we focus on our own well-being and success, we are less likely to dwell on negative feelings of resentment or anger towards others. And this means that we start living well and achieving success, leading to a sense of accomplishment and self-worth. And when this happens, we can counteract feelings of being wronged. Living well also means we are less likely to be consumed by anger and hate, hence more likely to be more fulfilled and happy. We need to take care of our own needs and live well. It does us no good to do otherwise. This week's shout out is by Cameron who sent me a DM on Instagram. I just started listening to your podcast and it has helped me conceptualize so many things I was never able to. I recently decided to quit marijuana as I was dependent on it for my emotional well-being. It's tough to start out this journey of self-discovery. Your episode on the fear of the unknown has already greatly improved my mental health. I just wanted to say thank you. Keep it going. You are an inspiration to so many, and I hope to follow in your footsteps in helping others in need. For an opportunity to be next week's shout-out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be the next shout-out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into life advice most fail to take seriously. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.